foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. This is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. We have been trying to establish some deeper roots in our biblical doctrine. And when a tree is growing, a a little sapling does not have roots like a mature tree. You know, it's a lot easier to go out and knock over a sapling and pull it up out of the ground than it is to pull up an established mature tree. So we need to learn what it means to become mature and get our roots deep down into the soil of sound doctrine. So what is that progression towards maturity? Well, there are at least four phases that I would like for anyone who says, I just need to examine myself to see where I am in this progression towards maturity, from moving from one aspect to another. And so let's start there uh, in the fact that let's establish that you do have a relationship. Because apart from having a relationship with the Lord, there is no hope for you going on to a biblical worldview. And, and, and you won't want to because it will be foolishness to you. Right. So let's make sure that we have a relationship. So that's the first step. And then I, I would just say that's a simple, famous verse in the Bible, John three sixteen. Okay. That God sent his son to die for the entire world that whosoever would choose his son may and may is is a solid, absolutely can have eternal life. Okay. So once you know you have a relationship, then you need to know what your position is in Christ. And when you get into the Word of God, you will find that anytime you see with Christ, in Christ, that that is a position that the Godhead has secured for you that can never be taken away from you. And in fact, you can't get rid of it yourself once you're in him. It's a permanent position. Now, do we see all the benefits in our life immediately? We don't see them necessarily in in activity, but they are there. And a simple illustration, Sharon, is when a baby is born, it has the position, whether it's male or female, and I don't believe there's anything else that is born other than male or female, that they still cannot function maturely. A newborn baby boy cannot father and produce the seed necessary for a reproduction. All the parts are there. Everything is equipped. But there must be growth. Okay. And so it's the same way in Christ. When you are in Christ, you are secure. And the things that the enemy tries to put guilt on you or doubt or deception are simply tools of the enemy. But then we have to go through a certain set of experiences to get to full-grown maturity. And that process is really called sanctification, which is simply set apart for Christ 
for his purpose. And part of the goal is for his purpose is to have us as mature children so that we can fulfill our calling and our destiny, which is different than your destination, uh, so that we can fulfill what we have been created for. Destination is where you're going, heaven or hell. For all of eternity. All right. Your destiny is what are you going to do when you're in heaven or in hell? Okay. That's about as simple as I can put it. Perfect. Now, are we willing, once we know that we're positionally sound and we have a relationship, then how are we going to function in this confusing world that we have spoken of so often with compromise, deception? Mm -hmm. And we need to have a helper. And the Lord said, I won't leave you helpless. I will send my spirit which will be in you and will guide you, will be a refuge to you, will give you comfort, counsel, and keep you from falling as you mature while you're here this 60, 70, 80, possibly 100 years. Okay. Okay. So having the dependence upon the Holy Spirit, the Lord spoke much about that in the Gospel of John. And I would say for anybody that is wanting to know more about that, they need to find a red letter Bible. And start to read from about John 10 till John 18 to see how the Holy Spirit is operating at the request of God the Father and Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. All right. Then let me make one other point before we go on. One of the things that keeps us from maturing in this is that we don't realize that according to the scriptures in Colossians 3, that once we are in Christ, even though we are still functioning here, positionally, we have been seated at the right hand of God. That's Colossians 3. If you then be risen with Jesus Christ, meaning do you have a relationship, then seek those things that are above. All right. This is this is boot training camp here. And if I don't know anything more except to get out of hell and into heaven and I know nothing more, then I will remain an infant in the family of God. Okay. And that's where a lot of our brothers and sisters are living today, spiritually saved, positionally secure, but not living with the dependence on the Holy Spirit to know how to live victorious. Okay. Then we go into just the practical sanctification, which, as I said, is being set apart unto the Lord. And there's a couple of verses that I'd like to bring out here, Sharon, because to build a biblical worldview... You must let the Lord develop character. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I I, I think I get that. Our, our character stems from our worldview, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. But let me give you where, where a Christian can get hung up. They can get very intellectually astute in the languages. They can know creeds. They can know programs. They can know performances. They can absolutely astound you with knowing all about the historical Jesus, give you history on the Bible, and still be totally carnal in their walk with the Lord. And on the other hand, they'll cheat you, lie to you, steal from you. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. same time. At the okay. same time. Okay. Okay. Is I that gotcha. okay? So character is one of the foundational tools for building biblical worldview. Okay. Okay. And for a point of reference, uh, I love what uh, one of my favorite teachers, Dr. Paul Brownbeck, has said. He says it requires character to be a good steward, faithful, 
to study the scriptures, and to be a witness. And that can be found in Romans 5, 3 through 5. And then it also tells us that to develop this character, it's going to require tribulations where we will learn to persevere. Mm -hmm. But as we persevere, we will start to develop this character and will develop hope, and it will deepen our love for the Lord poured out through the Holy Spirit. Now, how do we know that this is working? Well, we go to Galatians 5, where it lists the fruit of the Spirit. So if you and I are having a friendship, and I see the love of the Lord manifested with a joyful heart, peace, patience, and that patience in the Greek means putting up with people, not so much the circumstances, but patience in relationship and caring for one another and loving one another. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are visible evidences that you are building character, which will be a foundational tool and the foundational stone for building a correct biblical world view. Okay, wow. Now, let me just bring us to another sobering point, and that's James 1. And so the Lord says, I'm going to let you have various trials. We're going to develop patience and perseverance. And we go, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. I don't know if I can go along with you on this one. So do you think that's why we we continually go through this cycle of testing and trials and hardships and struggles and I mean because we're not learning our lesson well yes but let me give you a more profound uh comeback to you okay okay who in their quote unquote and I'm using my little fingers Uh who in their right mind would ever use the crucifixion of a cross which was the most painful embarrassing way to die as the road to eternal recovery reconciliation, restoration. What philosophy in a non-biblical worldview would say, we're going to use the cross as a means? So people don't buy into it, but it is the mind of God. So they reject it because it's too much pain. Okay. But James, and just go... Just go read James 1. It says, count it all joy when you go through this process because it has eternal value for a true biblical worldview. And it's going to also increase your faith. And the warning is, but don't waver. Don't be like a ship on a tossing sea being tossed to and fro. So you have to set your mind. And that's what Romans 12 tells us. So in order for us to establish a biblical worldview, we must understand that there are these steps to maturity. First is coming into a relationship with God, the Father, through his Son, Jesus. And that's Romans ten thirteen, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then second is accepting our position in Christ. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Then third is learning to depend on the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.11 says, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. And then lastly is living victorious through the sanctification process, which includes testing and trials to build Christ-like character. 
And James 1, 3 says, Knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.